Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Tom Kaur from Greenfly. Tom, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited. So tell me a bit about yourself, Tom. So I have an interesting background for a marketing person. I'm, uh, it's a pretty broad background, and I've developed it over a few years. But my first 10 years, of right after graduating college with a degree in marine biology, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to make some money. I thought technology was pretty cool. So my first job out of college, I got a job as an SDR for a, a software company and really loved software, but found that even though I was promoted to inside salesperson and then an outside salesperson, I really loved the strategic part of what the marketing department was doing. Mm. So I went from there and worked in product management and actually brand management first for a for a CPG company and then moved into product management by chance and circumstance at another software company. So went back into tech. And from there went back to marketing at a software company. So it took a little bit of twist and turn along the way. But what I realized was sales is obviously super important, but marketing strategy was powering the sales team. And marketing strategy also powered the product team. So understanding how products got built, how things were prioritized, all came back from the marketing department as positioning, pricing, all the P's, of course. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't changed in, in years. So someone, whoever is thinking of that aspect of the company, that market presence, is that's what I love doing. So I've been working with startup companies mostly for the last... 15 years or so. I've gone through four acquisitions by some big companies. Wow. Uh, Cisco, IBM, McAfee Software, and realized that big companies just aren't for me. I can't build the things I want to build. You're just a cog in a wheel, from my perspective. And I love building things. I love innovating. And I love positioning. And when you're in a bigger organization, all of that stuff becomes very difficult and consensus-driven direct impact. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome background. I love it. And tell me a bit about what you're up to these days and what you're doing. So, so for the last, I don't know, few years, few jobs, I've been really focused on enterprise, enterprise SaaS. So I worked in consumer and SMB, but really love enterprise because I really love working with outside sales teams. So right now I'm working with Greenfly, which is a, a SaaS, enterprise SaaS company. We're, it's an advocacy marketing platform. So if you've ever heard of word of mouth marketing, what we're trying to do is bring word of mouth marketing to organizations for the digital age. And conversations are happening on social media pretty much every day. And the brand isn't even involved anymore. No one's going to a social media or a brand page for Coca-Cola. All of those conversations about Coke or about whatever consumer brand 
are happening between people on discussion boards, they're happening now on Clubhouse, they're happening in private groups, things that the brand can't even penetrate. Arming advocates, arming people who love that brand and support that brand with the right information, and in our case, short-form media, is really powering those conversations and giving people who support the brand and love the brand already the messaging and ammunition, basically, the media that they can now post on social media channels themselves. Nice. That's awesome. So we're making advocacy marketing happen by sharing content. Mm. And so the, the base of our platform is a content sharing system that allows you to take media from anywhere and get it to pretty much anyone. I love uh, it. We make that super easy. So it's a workflow solution in a way. It's a digital asset management solution in a way. It's a social publishing solution. And it does all of these things in a just a centralized, it's a centralized media hub. Totally. So, That's awesome. So some of the cool brands we work with are have been in the sports and entertainment industry. So if you think about mm. these kinds of companies, they have they have the biggest influencers on their payroll already. Right, the biggest influencers in the world are already paying, but they're not doing any marketing for them. So what we're helping the marketing team at, at these organizations do, like Major League Baseball, we're helping get them get media to each of their athletes. So we've mm. got almost every single Major League Baseball player has a Greenfly app on their phone, and they receive the highlights of yesterday's game or the game that they just played an hour ago on their phone before they even leave the locker room. Nice. So then they post that on their social media. They're being supported by the brand who is super excited to help them build their personal brand because it's meeting their demand to, to engage a bigger audience. So mm. instead of focusing on just the MLB's own social channels or the team's social channels, they're saying all of these athletes collectively I've got 30 athletes per team. That's 30 times the reach and 30 times the engagement I can get just off of my personal channel. Makes the athletes look good. Makes the league look good. It actually improved athlete league relations. Wow. Just because of that support mechanism and opening up those kinds of communication channels is super powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. So does... Do your customers tend to be these big brands then that need a lot of engagement and all that? Our customers have, we started out really in sports. One of our co-founder was a former all-star baseball player. And he came nice. up with the idea. And sports has been our core market. And when we moved into entertainment, we actually work with a lot of different TV networks and especially sports broadcasters. So ESPN is using our product to get these sports clips to their pundits, spokespeople, staff, so that they're now promoting their shows or bringing these highlights up in their feed. So people are going and looking at Stephen A. Smith and going, hey, he's got really good stuff. And he He's not just broadcasting on TV, he's broadcasting on social media. So he's built his following up tremendously. He's a totally. super power user. So we're seeing it, seeing this advocacy work in, in lots of different ways. And no one's really calling it advocacy. That's what we're, we're calling it. It is, if you look at the definition of it, but people are just looking at it as like just getting 
the right content to the right people at the right time so that they can use mm. it. I love that. That's awesome. We're, we're expanding into new markets. We keep finding new uses <laughs> for our product in different markets. And we're starting to work with some pretty big brands, uh, consumer brands right now that are helping to power their official ambassador programs. Nice. So if they've got a team of ambassadors or sponsored athletes and even influencers that they want to have a long-term relationship, not a pay-to-play one post transaction. Hmm. They want to continue to provide those influencers with new information or pull information back, video back, photos back. It's a two-way communication channel. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what do you see ahead for this year? Obviously we've had a crazy last year and I'm sure there's all sorts of changes and pivots with everyone and what's this year looking to be like for you guys what do you see ahead for the future so it's been pretty the pandemic has not treated all industries the same way but it's been great for our business in that more and more people are on social media that and in sports that was the only way people could really engage with the team you can't yeah. go to an event that's obviously changing slowly and that would be great for, for the industry in general, but the importance of social media, like this pandemic's really accelerated everyone's need to be, to have to go through digital transformation to really put digital first and in, in their thinking, because that's where they can really connect with people. So we're seeing that trend just continue in an accelerated fashion. And even in industries where, they're not on the cutting edge. They're lagging. So that's been really good. It's awesome. And then our biggest challenge is really growing across more verticals. We're mm. talking to sports organizations about athletes sharing media. We have to change our terminology a little bit when we talk to TV networks about talent or celebrities sharing media. And we have to change a little bit. When we talk to, when we have to change quite a bit, when we start talking to retailers, when we start talking to consumer brands, when we start talking to franchises, we have the same general use cases, but the way that those organizations communicate is much different. The buyer is actually very different. So really going in and into these new verticals and, and looking at who's, what's the ideal customer profile? Who's our buyer main buyer persona? How does that differ from what we were doing before? Who are the other people on the buying team? What's the buying process look like? All of that great stuff that marketers bring to the table to try and describe a market to their organization. That's a lot of work. And going going from two verticals to seven verticals has just been a tremendous amount of work. And that's the stuff we're hammering through this year. It's not only who, who are we selling to, but how do we reach them now? How do we find those contacts? Well, how's this new target audience going to work for us? What are all the publications that are focused on this audience? How do we start working with those publications? So yeah, it's, uh, it's really just been an expansion story and telling, explaining that this is a new type of software. Before you could, people were doing this with, all right, I'm going to text you a photo or maybe I'll email it or maybe I'm really good. I'll create a Dropbox folder and I'll share that link with you. And we, we remove all of that one-to-one communication and centralize this communication. Just knowing that our product exists is big, our biggest challenge. Totally. Yeah, it makes sense. 
So obviously you have a ton of experience in, in marketing and even the sales and starting your career. What advice would you give to the audience in terms of building relationships with customers and really doing marketing well? My background has actually lent itself really well to that. It was really the product management training background experience that I've had that really allowed me to not just talk about a brand and talk about the bullet points of what the brand should be standing for and the benefits of the car. It's really about getting, understanding that customer and empathizing with that customer, empathizing with that buyer. What are their pains? And when you take a look at it from their perspective, you go, if you have the opportunity to spend an hour with a, with a customer, not talking about your product, talking about their life, talking about their priorities, talking about their goals. And it's even better if you could spend a half a day to lunch and really understand what their workload looks like. Your product is probably on a list of 20 things they're doing that day. And it's probably not the number one thing on their yeah. mind. Right. So you're seeing how your product works into their everyday life. The, the information that you can glean from that is usually eye opening for the organization. Mm -hmm. The organization is thinking our product is the most important thing because <laughs> it is to the organization, but it's yeah. not to the customer. No. Obviously, if you have a product where the customer is using it every day because that's their job, that's a great position to be in. But most softwares don't have that number one position. So it's on a list of many tasks. So empathy and really understanding the customer's day-to-day, -day, and that's what a lot of personas are trying to get at, but usually that stuff's not real. People are making it up and, and using surveys. You really only understand it when you spend time with somebody. And so that, I bring that from my product management experience, which is really understand how the customer is using the product, but marketers need that too. Marketers can't just blindly assume that whatever you know, the benefits are going to be the, the right priority for any specific market. So totally. you get a lot more flavor when you spend time with customers and you really can come up with insightful ways to frame your product and frame your benefits by using their language. So it's not actually inventing anything. It's actually listening and then repeating back to the bigger group. I really love that. That's awesome. It's been awesome to have you on. Any final thoughts, key insights, key takeaways at all from you? Um, in SaaS and as a business, the when you sell a customer for the first time, that's actually when your sale is just starting, right? SaaS is a perpetually generated sale. You're always trying mm -hmm. to prove your value you're always trying to make sure that you're making an impact in the organization, whether the product is actually bringing that information to light or whether your customer success team is talking to the customer on a regular basis, you're delivering quarterly business results. That's a sales process in itself. So every new customer creates a whole other sales cycle of because you're trying to get that renewal at the end of the day. And one of the biggest... Um, mistakes I see a lot of these, a lot of co uh, companies make in general is not thinking that is a sales process that once that first sale is made, you're done is very short lived. Because when you are constantly selling, if that person leaves, they're going to actually bring you into their new company. You're making them look good. 
you're making an impact. In, in Greenfly's case, that's one of the first calls people make when they switch companies is they'll call us and say, hey, I just switched companies. I'd love Greenfly to be part of my new company too. Nice. Because then they look like they're making an impact immediately. So having that close customer relationship, understanding, empathizing with them, and not and it's, sale is sometimes a, a bad word to use, but you're constantly proving value. And that is selling, right? That's all sales is at the end of the day is saying, I'm going to deliver this value to you. Do you need that value right now? So sales is a bad word for some people, but that's <laughs> what I mean. Like you're constantly just proving value. Yeah. And it, then whatever you're, whatever value you're bringing is selling itself. So you don't need to explain that anymore. Totally. So my advice is really focus on continuous selling. Love it. Well, this is awesome, Tom. I, I appreciate you joining and sharing all your wisdom and insights here. Absolutely. It's, it's been a pleasure, Brad. Yeah, totally. Thanks.